0: Ready to rock? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Jim.
1: Jody Baudek and?
0: We are here with? Dr. Zeno. Yay. Oh, man. This has been, uh, this is, I'm so excited yeah. to do this.
2: I, you know that I had to fly in here? I know you flew in. Last expression. minute. That's, for you. That's commitment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the trip was uh, entertaining, to say the least. It was, uh, planes were deli- de- delayed, uh, canceled the weather was something else getting you here but uh, oh then
1: he got to get in his car and the car place closed and so you had to grab that shuttle that was two and a half hours to get here I
0: had 10 minutes to make a decision <laughs> that's a too much time for me yeah <laughs> so uh,
1: i have been hearing all about you through him it's been like he was just like you gotta meet this guy and then when good, i met actually. you i was like now
2: i get it Okay. Yeah, most people say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate it. That means a lot. Always, always.
1: So. so
2: we know what you've done. Yes. Uh,
0: I want to hear right now, because I've just gotten clips, mm-hmm. like in very short clips on, um, about this Be The Hero campaign, and I know that you're going around and promoting this. What What is this and where did this start, this phase three I'm hearing about?
2: Well, this act three... Probably started. Uh, I would definitely say, looking back now, the last three years, probably eight years into my practice. This is my twelfth year. You know, about eight years into practice. You know, you're, you're the top in your profession, right? That's what I was known for. You know, adjusting. You know, you're, you're peaking. You're you're the top in the industry. Uh, the money's there. The car's there. The house is there. You got it all. The beautiful kids, the beautiful family. But there was a, I was starting to get numb, and I thought my heart was getting callous because of the interaction with all these people, right? seeing thousands of patients and good stuff, bad stuff, I was like, I I literally started to accept, well, hey, you know, I guess 10 years into practice, I guess the callous stone heart is a a byproduct of that. But I didn't realize I was, there was some form of depression starting to set in, but I didn't know what it was, and I just, because why should I be depressed? And this got worse and worse. Now I started becoming disengaged with my patients, disengaged at work and disengaged at home. Then I'm like, it's time to semi-retire, so I hired some docs to come in. They're doing good, and I just was finding myself wanting to be out of the office more—not to do anything, but just to not do anything—and I'm just getting more, more and more disengaged. And then it never went away, and I'm trying to fill it with material things. That's not working. Uh, I don't want to even be around the kids sometimes. So I just—it was good. Now, but here's the thing: it's a conversation. I didn't know who to have it with. I couldn't talk to my wife about it because this was the conversation. Who am I going to talk to? And say, listen, this is my life. Which this is a checklist. I knocked off every checklist of life, and I'm still depressed, burnout, and I feel like there's a pain inside. And I felt if I told anybody that, they would say, "Dude, you're blessed. Get over it. You made it. Like just you should be happy." And not, I didn't want to be considered ungrateful. I'm like, am I grateful? And I knew I wasn't grateful, but there was just something here. And uh, we went on a sabbatical for like three weeks in Park City, I came back, both my doctors quit. So now I had to take the practice over 110%. What I mean 110% is, you know, I wasn't doing new patients or actually I had to do all that again. And I felt I was just being punished because I was like finally getting out and now I'm like yanked back in. And then I'm like, okay, so then I had to get back into full pyro mode, so yeah. to speak. So, I was waking up early, getting my head straight, thinking, but I, I kept on asking this question why? Because my little boy, Titus, he's four, he just asked that question all the time why, why, why? So, I'm asking why, because I don't know this feeling. And then one day, you know, why am I doing this? I thought my purpose was to help people. And yes, but why? So they could live their optimal potential life. Yes, why? So they could leave a legacy. Yes. So, it's very out, uh, unselfish purpose reasons, right? And then It was. It was just not getting them fun. I was just so upset one day. The reason why I I said the reason why I do, and it just came out of me, it was like because I want to accomplish great things in life. I want to be known for that. I want to be admired for helping people, and I want to do things that the world's never seen before. And so, all this heart, unselfish reasons of my purpose. Then this last one was a very selfish reason for my purpose. My my purpose was. Because I want to be admired for helping people and doing great things and being known for that and to give the world that no one's ever seen before. And even though that it was selfish sounding, but it was like this selfish, unselfish purpose. It's like, you know, it's okay to feel pride and ego for what I've done and humility. And I, I just felt that was the reason. And so I typed in uh, achievement and admiration and uh, contribution. And I hit search, because I like to see the words, because I still didn't know the reason why I was feeling this. And maybe those words would lead to something, like an article that you wrote or someone wrote, right? So I hit search, and I'm scrolling down, and it said, uh, it said, definition of hero. I'm like, definition of hero? And I looked at it, and the definition was one who was admired and idealized for courage, contribution, amazing achievement, and nobility. And I was like, it was one of those moments, it's like, it was the right time, the right place, it was like a God thing. It was just in the moment where it was like this epiphany and awakening, that I go, oh my god, that's like my mission statement and that's the death of Shahira. So I'm like, holy cow. And then in that moment, because I was in my sauna, right? So in that moment, I go, I came to this awakening that it was the theme of my entire life, that I was blinded to. I never knew it. Like when I was a kid, I look at my kids, they're, into, they're, they're, they're superheroes, they're confident, and then I worked out to look like the action figures, to look like a hero, went in Mr. America, my dad was my hero, Mr. Universe, and then I became a chiropractor. Well, I beat a deadly disease, then became a chiropractor, and you know, in, in the groups we grew up in, our mission was always to what? Like, go serve s- Go serve and save lives, right? So it's like we had our, our mission, the reason why we were chiropractors is because it had a very superhero thing to it. And you go, it was here the whole time. My people are just
0: Right in front of you, right? Always right in front of you. It was always.
2: And what we do is we teach people about the innate intelligence inside the body. So they search everywhere for health, but it really was here. So it's like they go through their whole life and the answer was here. And I said, wait a second, we talk about it with health, but how about the true me, and my genius is still here too, give me those ideas and reasons. And I realized the whole time when I realized that, that I was the hero. And I, I actually acknowledged I am the hero. I realized that I was grieving my potential the entire mm. time. You follow know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, that was the pain. <laughs> that was the depression. The callous heart, check this out. That calloused heart that I thought was from 10 years of dealing with people's nonsense. Now, my baby, you know what life brings. Mm-hmm. It literally, I, I used to tell my wife that I feel I need a heart transplant. That's how calloused and stoned I was. Like I felt I needed, a, I felt like God has to give me a heart transplant. And in that moment, in that minute, I literally felt the calluses go away. Now I, I, I'm, I've, I've been very, I'm a very soft hearted person. When my, when my wife met me, I cry over a thing, I cry at a wedding. And I realized for three years, I didn't cry a bit because I was so guarded and stone. And then my wife got a better version of me immediately. Like like the transformation happened immediately when I realized who I was. And I said, this wasn't me. Everybody has a hero. And everybody's living some secret identity because we're living that other people's values. Religion, teachers, preachers, my mom's and parents belief systems, all this stuff suffocated the hero within us that we're always created to be, (laughs) right? Right. So looking
0: at that, because right, I'm pretty sure everybody can relate out there yeah. at some point, right? We build our life around these things either who we think we are, who, who other people think we are. And at some point we get to this level of it's we're, we're not happy or it's, there's this incompleteness about being fulfilled or fulfilling what we, we thought was our life purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you were to like look back like at the goals you had when you were twenty, twenty-five, yep. and you were able to to speak to that person. Yeah. Is there any, any, anything that you would suggest or advise to Dr. Zeno at twenty-five that could potentially have helped you move through this at any different speed, or did it have to happen the way that it did? I mean, we know it always is perfect the way that it is. Right. But looking back, you know that if, that people are. You know, maybe feeling stuck
2: at an earlier point because times are different. My advice would be the greatest known thing, the guaranteed known thing in life is the unknown. Because everybody's afraid of the uncertainty of the unknowns, but in the unknown is where the genius is, the opportunity is, the story is, God's at. Everything is in the unknown. For instance, and the reason why, if I I went back in time and actually did this exercise on, on one of my lives, If I went back to my 20-year-old self, I would put my hand on the shoulder and be like, listen, everything's gonna be okay. Because the thing is, you're about to get a life-threatening terminal illness. I I wouldn't even tell him this. I'm like, just trust me enough." That's all I can say because if I didn't get sick, you know, if if, if Life University didn't lose their accreditation, I never would have went to Dallas where I met my wife. Like you see, so why would I I tell my former self to avoid the things that made me who I was? Because in the micro, that stuff is horrible, man, right? When you go through stuff in the micro, it's painful. You get mad at God. Why, why, why? But then in the macro, when you look back, there was perfection in it. And when you could see the perfection, when I could, I could, actually, when I could actually talk to people and laugh about the disease process I had, because I'm totally healed of it, but it, it never victimized me because I saw it played such a beautiful, wonderful role in my life to shift me to going to Cairo that led me through this path. And then that to get me to the point where I am now like none of this would have happened if I didn't have these moments of decision mm-hmm. and, uh, and and that I would I would I could see where it's so good that we don't know the future yeah. because if we did if we realized what we had to go through or what we would become like Mary will say that would intimidate us the true potential we really would have not what we wouldn't be so let me ask
1: you this because like you have your Journey, you had right. your beautiful journey, and I had mine. But now, like that, got us where we were at one and Now we're stepping into like your, your yeah. next thing. So as I'm separating from my studio, and you're separating a little bit more, and just passing our babies off to yeah. other people, how are you handling
2: that? Okay. Three years ago, Chris could uh, wanted to hand hand it off, but couldn't mm-hmm. because I had a because my identity was based in the office. The, uh, see, I thought chiropractic made me a successful person. Mm-hmm. My profession, so when you think what you did or what you do defines you, that then for me to, man, reach this potential, speak to other people outside of a profession, help, help the world in a different way, for me to hit that dream that I had meant Stepping out of my lane, stepping out of that that thing that gave me my identity. So I felt if I stepped out, I just lost my identity. And so when you feel you're losing something, what do you do? I shrunk, I mourned, and I stayed in my lane. Because if I felt because that identified me, but when I realized that chiropractic didn't make me successful, I was a successful person, right? That brought into Caleb. So now I realize, oh wait a second, my value comes not from what I do, but for who I am as a human being. So now I'm the successful person that brings me, my wholeness, into my marriage, into being a dad, into being the office. So wherever I go, that thing doesn't determine whether I'm valuable or not. I'm a valuable person. Right. And I bring that to the relationship, to the top. So once you had that switch, but but let me let me take it one step further. The reason why I couldn't get there is because I was raised in such a dogma that... Well, two things, actually. I had a real big problem accepting appreciation from my peers, love from people, and admiration people. Thank you so much for helping me. No, 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 it was God, it wasn't me. And it's just like, I never allowed the thank you to be received. And the reason why I did is because I was raised, and we were raised in certain groups where it was always about serving, anything any dogma that 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 brought me towards pride or ego or anything that looked like that i felt we were told you were anti-god you were a sinner or you were a bad person so i swung the pendulum here not to false humility so i didn't accept the grace the thanks the love i devalued myself as a person it was very invalidating i lowered my self-worth and i just took away any value for who i was as a human being and so of course I had a dysfunctional relationship with my office because this office i was serving serving so it was tough for me to be able to give that off because if i gave it off it meant that i was letting people down and so i was in this whole thing i'm grieving my potential i, I have i, I have this, this false humility and then when i flipped it around and said listen i am a valuable person and it is okay to have pride ego and humility we could have all that because because pride because I was told it was bad, but then I just look at the definition. It's one who, has, one, one who has pleasure and satisfaction in their achievements, in the achievements of those that they're closely related to, like your friends or family, and uh, qualities you'll be given that you're proud of or have satisfaction over, or stuff you have that people admire. Like, there's no sin in that. Like, it's okay to be like, hey, I have good skills, you're proud of what you do. There's no sin in that. And then ego was one sense of self-esteem and self-importance. So it's like, when this country, this world is not suffering from over-self-esteem, it's like, no one has self-esteem, you know, they're so down on their self, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. when you put them together, how can I be a hero if I don't find pleasure and satisfaction in what I do, if I don't have the satisfaction in seeing the people around me do well, and if I don't see that my message is important, and I don't have the confidence to go out there and serve it to the world, I could never be the hero. So a hero has pride, it has ego but also as humility, because the hero, every hero has a weakness, right? They all do it. That's makes them a hero. So in the weakness comes the humility and the weakness comes the courage. And that's why when I started doing the message, and that was my real big rattling the cage message is that you need pride, you need ego and people freak out. But when I say read the definition, they're like, but deep down they freak out because that's what we were taught. But deep on the inside, your spirit is like, yeah, I would like to feel proud of what I do, mm-hmm. but I'm told I can't
0: mm-hmm.
2: because because people shrink because they shrink down because they don't want to uh, expose the insecurity of others. Yeah.
0: So I think I, you're absolutely right. And I bet there's a lot of people out there right now that are, and especially you know your your fans and people that yeah. look up to you. Um, you know, for those people out there right now that are like looking to get started with the experience that you have. Mm-hmm. If you had this like you lost everything right now right. and you had to start over tonight tomorrow you know what would would be those first three things that you from your experience mm-hmm. would you mm-hmm. like encourage them to you know just start doing right now yeah. these are the th- first three things
2: that I would do immediately first thing you do is you got to embrace the hero mindset that you know it's not the circumstances that everybody was created with the genius the hero has been with you since conception you all have seeds of greatness um, but, and let's go back to this let's look at a kid you no, know, do you have kids? No. Do you have kids? No. Okay, so I'll just explain my kids. When you look at a kid, they have what? Loaded with energy, high self-esteem, because insecurity is educated, it's learned, right? Mm-hmm. So they're secure, they're compassionate, they're playful, they have huge imaginations, super creative, they're relentless, they don't stop. <laughs> Listen, they live in vertical time, right? But, you know, vertical, so what vertical time means is vertical time is this, it's not this. We live in horizontal time, past, present, future. Kids are all about now, mm-hmm. you know? And then here's the thing, they're closers. My kids have sold me 100% of the time. They they never lost to close. And when we look at that, and we I'm like, look at all those qualities. And I'm like, people are spending thousands of dollars to learn these qualities. But I'm like, well, wait a second, my kids never went to a seminar. And I realized, <laughs> holy cow, I go, that's, always been in us. We've all had that when we were kids. So I'm like, what happened to them and me at 40? I forgot. So life makes us forget, but we, so you go to, so teachers, preachers, you know, all this stuff, you go to school, all that stuff, and it just, school, you know, educate, the side promotes, educates, rewards, and medicates mediocrity. So it takes that. The kid can't speak up in school. Your idea sucks. Insecurity, you look different. So we, they start to build the secret identity. So number one, embrace the hero mindset, pride, ego, and humility. Two. Maximize your superpowers. Remember your gifts and talents. I used to say discover, but it's not about, you don't need anything more. Like I, you don't need this to become better. Like, disco- like don't discover it, remember it. So what's your unique gifts and talents? And that's the thing we were talking about. What do you do that you forget to sleep? What do you do that you have more energy at the end of it than when you started it? If I gave you $50 million right now, in six months after you went around the world, what would you do for free? What do people talk to you a lot about and always ask you advice on? What is that thing you love that's oxygen to you. That's your gift and talent. So you need to maximize that superpower. And then the third thing is now choose your. Every hero has a vehicle, right? Batman has a Batmobile. What is your vehicle now to get it to the world? So, vehicle number one is it video. So mine is video. In video. It's it could be video uh, lives like this, podcast, you know, webinars, TV. Um, speaking one-to-one or one-to-many, audio, that could be podcast, radio, and then uh, writing. Are you a writer, a blogger, something like that? So each person has their thing. If you were to do it, I like to write, I like to do video. Whatever it is, now find that vehicle and now deliver your message to the world. So for me, and then the, the, the thing now, the fourth thing we'll add, we'll add a fourth one, is you start doing it now, and As you a do it
1: over serving yes,
2: yes. <laughs> the thing is when someone's like yes this is what I'm what I'm prideful about I don't like to see passionate because if you look at that definition it's like unbridled emotion so this is what I have pride in uh, this is my my vehicle I like I like to write so now what so they so I said you start writing every day and so post it out every day well what people are gonna think who cares what they think like you writing brings you a sense of enjoyment and fulfillment so this would happen. This is so I'm in practice, feeling that I'm I'm being punished every day, and I would go home and I had I have a tripod with my camera in front of my movie theater room, and I just started doing these five minute fuels. I call five minute fuels. This no one's ever saw me yet, but and and I, it was it was basically like this. If anything happened to me, Jim Rohn said that leave your library, your journals, and pictures to your loved ones. So I was like, well, instead of books in my library, if I could, I'll just shoot videos and segments on everything I've learned, all the talks I did, if I could leave it to my kids and my grandkids, i will have it forever. So I started doing these, what I call, five minute fuels. And when I was doing them, I'd look up, two hours went by. And I was like, I was exhausted coming home, and then two hours later, I was sweating, and I had so much energy, because I realized, well, wait a second. Getting more energy didn't mean sleeping more. Getting more energy meant doing what I was really created and called to do. So that's why if your thing is writing, or, or vlogging, or video, Go to your nine to five, do it one hour a day, and you will have unlimited superhero energy. And I, I caught on, I, did, I went up doing 300 videos, uh, but, uh, you know, over six weeks of those things, and I realized, and that's when I started realizing that that third factor, find your vehicle and start doing it daily. Not, not a, You don't do it for people, you do it for yourself, because you get to do what you're called to do. Because a lot of people are like, well, I would like to do this, because I love it, but I this job pays the bills, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, well, until you can make money doing what you love to do, still do it. Mm-hmm. So, and then it'll an opportunity, an unknown will happen that you can do it and make a living. And so that's why, whatever your vehicle is, start writing every day. Start doing a video, do a do a, a live, Facebook live, do this what we're doing every day, and you'll get so excited. Like you guys are already jacked up after this. You have more energy. It's like so. Why wouldn't I want to do it every day? And it builds your skill. Mm-hmm. Look at your first episode. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? Right, so that's what I have to tell you. And then that's how you get better, and that's how you become an expert.
1: Charisse showed this much of our first episode. It was it was funny. And I love what you said about your calling, because a lot of times we go into complacency um, and this is how I know how to make money, and do other things, but this is our calling, is, is to reach you guys in the masses, mm-hmm. because we've created beautiful things in our space, in our cities, in our towns, mm-hmm. but to be able to reach you guys globally, I mean, that freaking rocks. And, and if we can change your life, and then you can change somebody's life, and I'm gonna start crying because it's just gonna keep going and going. And so why you,
2: why do you get emotional over that?
1: Because I just my heart just cracks open. Just right.
2: Like, yeah. So why wouldn't that why wouldn't you want to stay there all the time? Yeah. Because your heart's right. not cracking open. We and it's just that our heart's cracking open. It's like you no, know, your hero's coming out. Ah, you find what I'm saying? So, but that that's that's the true you.
1: hmm And
2: there's cracking. There should be no cracking. Yeah,
1: because I there shut sh- it down for so long. There should
2: be nothing to crack open. Yeah. A kid is like this, there's uh-huh. nothing to crack because it's like there's no shell. And, and light, the secret identity is the shell.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And so like the it. fact that you could do something that just cracks it, and you add it to your life, there's no depression in that, yeah. right? You're not depressed, you're happy. Just think, all the, all, the, that's why it's like a solution to the world. Yeah. It's like, there's no depression, there's no lack. Yeah. You're present in that moment. Yeah. You're not thinking about the future, you're not thinking about the past. You, you in present time, you're exactly, Pure expression of your hero. You
1: know, one of my clients, um, she said, ever since we started doing this, she goes, "You light up on film days. Like light up."
0: And that's yeah, it's so yeah. important to to yeah, do that on go. a daily basis mm-hmm. too. Because I think a lot of us we get caught up in that grind. Mm-hmm. And we forget to do something to mm-hmm. express ourselves. So a great uh, homework assignment. What I'd love to hear from everybody is, you know, what is that daily that you can start doing right now at this moment, when you're done watching this, that lets that hero out, that lets that child out and, and shine, that you can feel good and accomplish, you know, before you go to bed tonight. You know, whatever that is, and set that in place for the next 30 days, you know, to just ex- fully express yourself in whatever mode that is, because you never know who it's gonna impact, how it's gonna impact them, and what the result's gonna be, you know, not only on in their life, but on your life once you Feel free to, to share that yeah. you
1: know,
2: with everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: What's your homework for people?
2: My homework for people is just that. What is that thing you would love to do if you could? Because everybody's always oh, they're 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 making a living to someday they could start doing this. Mm-hmm. Take the time factor out. Okay. Well, someday that's the eighth day of the that's the eighth day of the week. It's never going to happen. You know. Oh, once I hit this level, I'll do this. Then you're not guaranteed that. Mm-hmm. So take the time of take the time variable out and do it now I want to spend more time with my kids start doing it now I want to start I want to be a writer right now I want to do videos do videos now I want to serve uh, the homeless serve them now like there, there's no time like remove the time equation and then if you are writing doing video or like you guys are doing and I know you, you guys felt this because I, I started when I started doing things daily, because I'm a type A driver and I always want to be better than the last time, right? So we always want to be better. And the thing is, I started getting anxiety saying, well, last show was great. <laughs> 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 right? How am I going to beat that? Right. Yes. What a wonderful lesson this teaches because then you're able to just say, you know what? I surrender to whether I think it was a great show or not. Being done, getting it done is better than being perfect. Mm-hmm. And giving yourself the grace that say, listen, not every show is going to be a home run. And then I started noticing like, maybe I didn't think it was a good one, but that's when I get the email or the comments saying, this is exactly what I need to hear today. So for someone else, your single might be their home run. So just going in with a, giving yourself grace and mercy, saying, listen, the fact that I'm doing it daily, I'm being consistent, that some days will be better than others, but that's just the way it is. And not, not because I know a lot of times people procrastinate because they're worried well, what am I gonna think about this show? Yeah. Like today's my hundredth Facebook live in a row and we're gonna do a little stuff. so what are we gonna talk about today? I got to the point where I'm gonna allow life to dictate that, so mm-hmm. maybe something we talked about today will be like, there's my topic. Mm-hmm. So I I really surrender to not controlling life, but allow, me to allow it to take me through that magic carpet ride, which is the unknown, which makes it so much fun, and it really is healing a part of my life which is trying to constrict and control everything, and that's not necessarily the way things work.
1: Yeah. Right. I. Uh... First, I want to give a shout out to your wife. Yeah, amazing. Winnie. My CEO. Oh, yeah. we, last night he was like, I want to introduce you to. I think an hour later, we yeah. were done talking, and she was amazing, absolutely amazing. And, and that's that's just it. Like she's your cheerleader and she's your CEO. And I, I and her and I, and this is the reason I'm bringing this up is. I have beautiful relationships with men and so I get to sit here with you guys and and
2: beautiful men too. Beautiful men, yes, with their muscles. My muscles are bigger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's what we were talking about too, was like having that balance of someone who supports you but is allowing you to be wholly you because that's not her thing is to be out in front of you like you're and the camera and she's back here doing her thing and I think that's beautiful to find somebody in your life and then honor them and love them and let them shine in their greatness and let you shine in your
2: greatness. And if they, and if they want to get it, and if, they, if they're just a little bit, if they're maybe a couple months behind you of getting to that point, because Whitney, since I've been doing this hero thing. It was him. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, you know, we've been doing this hero thing, and now Whitney is getting this hero concept, but she's joining it with women. Yeah. And it is, it's it's way more, I sit there and be like, babe, that is way more powerful than anything I'm saying. Yeah. Because just, just to go back to, and I told, I was like, you know, in the beginning, the actual, the first story of life that we're taught, in the beginning, women didn't get a good rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sucked, so I'm like, holy cow, because I'm not a woman, but I'm like, you know what, just think of the subconscious, you know, discrimination for a woman to be like, I do feel beautiful. I, just to be able to, for a woman to have the confidence and the hero that she should have to say, I am gorgeous, I am beautiful, and not have all these other things that men don't even realize, you know that are happening so mm-hmm. and then to have that hero with that female um, not feminist but empowerment like right. you know you are beautiful and it, and it's okay, it's okay not to mar- you don't have to martyr yourself for your family and oh I'm the last one to eat you know I'm the mom I got to take care of the kids and I was like no you could be a powerful woman and, and you don't have to you, you could be selfishly unselfish and I was like what well, so I really watch what happens I think I pass. I actually think <laughs> that this whole hero thing that I'm doing to get started is actually to catapult Whitney to something she's, insane. You guys, oh, awesome. yeah. pay
1: attention when yeah. she talks. I mean, like we are just like <clears throat> all night. Yeah, she's, she's, she's powerful. She is. But
2: she's getting that too. See, because yeah. I, 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 I was doing personal development earlier, so I'm just a couple years ahead of like. Oh, wait a second. I started questioning a lot of things, and the questions open up things. And now she, she's getting there, and I could see she's blossoming and really coming into her own. Mm-hmm. But we're always still developing, right. but um, she's she's right there. And I, if one thing I'm like, and that's it, like if you do have that partner that's helping you, when don't, that's the thing, if they're helping you, don't leave them to just being the helper. When you see genius in them, or you see their genius coming out, you're just as responsible to do the same.
1: Yes, I think, oh. Yeah,
2: oh, oh. absolutely. Yeah. Right? And so important that they strangle them. Like say, no, you're just this role. Yeah, just want
0: to fly. So I remember when we sat down with uh, Lisa Nichols at her first at that church event. Mm -hmm. Remember she was she was saying like you all like you show up with your passion, and even if you're showing up at ten percent with whatever that is that you love, that's somebody else's hundred when they're not even acting. Mm -hmm. So it's like just by you doing what you're doing now may propel Whitney into something that she is now recognizing within herself. So like that's, you know, that's just part of that exercise because you share that with your friends, your loved ones, you never know what they're gonna, you know,
2: be propelled into that maybe lift you up even mm-hmm.
0: higher.
2: Yeah. Oh, now then here's another thing for you guys out there because the end result, you don't have to have your thing perfect before you start. So the thing with you was just saying, which is great is right now I started this hero thing as I'm figuring out my hero at the same time. So. I say you're you're all in the journey with me, and so not only am I you see this on the on the on, I, I hired a, a camera crew to follow me and document the journey, so it's not a show that we thought of. We're documenting the journey. Whitney has seen my change; she's involved with it. So we're we're just we're just getting there too, just to leave a blueprint to give everybody else permission to do the same. So it's not like we're like oh we got this, and now we're going to teach our process. It's like I'm going through it just jump on the train with me and let's do it together in right. your own way so i really think that shows that the transparency and that it's okay not to know what two months from now is going to bring i don't yeah. know like just give and let the unknowns and the things happen and just really surrender to the to the ride. But as long as you're doing you there's no loss like yeah i'm not making money from this but that's that, well I'll tell you right now the money wasn't making me happy anyway so I might as well do something that <laughs> right. makes me happy right but I know in the long game it'll bring me more fulfillment and more and I'll be able to have an a value, value exchange in some way that will be way better than anything else before but that's not the that's that's the, that's a long term not the main thing but it just I don't I don't guys I don't know what the end thing is yeah and that's okay so a lot of people don't start because' like well what's that going to look like it doesn't matter yeah just because then they don't do, and that's why I talked to last night about being a potentialist, right? Mm-hmm. So don't be a, a not a perfectionist, they're a potentialist, and a potentialist is someone who does the best they can with what they got in the moment they got it. And so we're adjusting, like, so we adjust, right? We're chiropractors. So, a, like you said, if I, if, if, if I have one arm behind my back and I only can adjust with one hand, I'm at 50% but if I do the best I can with what i got in the moment I have it, my 50 is 100, right? Yep. So so the circumstance doesn't dictate what I do today. All I have to ask myself is am I doing the best I can with what I got in the circumstance? Because everybody out there, we're all in different circumstances right now and all you could ask of yourself is all I could do is the best I can and 50% of you, if that's the best you could give today, that's 100%. Right. Right? Yeah.
0: Just show up. Showing yeah, out yeah. half the battle. Oh,
2: oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and, I also want to give a shout out to Pete Vargas for oh my this gosh. beautiful thing because this is what's kind of drawn us yes. all together. So And, you know, and favorite PT. uncle
1: yeah. Vargas yeah. is over yeah. here. So can you just pop your head around so we can see you? you Please come, come in. in. We want you to come in.
2: Hey, yes. here he is. here. <laughs> in. This is favorite uncle.
1: Yay he what we at the reception party we just he's like hi and we've been spending the entire time together yes. every meal we've it's been a blast yeah it has and then he was like I want to see what's going on with all you guys so <laughs> and we're gonna get him on our, our camera pretty soon here he's shaking his head back there right. now but it, and here here's like like the crazy thing with Pete is when Pete started his journey I was with him at Brendan Bouchard at his very first experts Academy and that's how Pete and I met So we're standing there, and Pete Pete called me out on my shit, you guys. Like, he called me out. He was like, hey, at first day, 600 people, everybody knew who the cool yoga teacher was. He goes, why doesn't anybody know that you write books, you podcast, you YouTube, you have your own radio station? Like, why? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, "Mm mm-mm. And then Brendan called him out, and now here we are two and a half years later, and only reason I knew that you were here is because I talked to him about Pete, and he saw Pete on
2: your... Yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. Fuel, yeah, yeah,
1: so we love <laughs> you Pete, so <Still> love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
2: and see, see, that's what I'm talking about, like, yeah. you couldn't have planned that. Right. No. Uh-uh. So that's why, like, that's the thing, we're told in life to plan it, set your goals, you can't plan it. The divine, amazing stuff is always unplanned. And so I always, so, so the reason why I came to this event, and I had, there was tickets, right? the basic ticket this this, and there was that VIP one that had a speak off and that made me scared it just gave me this visceral response and when I feel that that's my secret Is trying to stay comfortable and I'm like babe pay that one that <laughs> it, it makes me rise up yeah and nice. it makes me shut down that secret identity because I know that if I don't stretch and reach then I'll never become who I was created to be. So that's another thing. Don't be afraid, because I know it'll create unknowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, little did I know I have a three-minute talk now that I never would have had. Right. That's great for just just so many good yeah. things happen from from just you know what? That's another thing. That that was the most expensive ticket. But who am I not to invest the most in my greatest asset, which because, is me? Absolutely. And not only that, right? but
1: how are you going to expect people to invest in you if you're not investing in you? Right. I mean that that's.
2: So Drop investment the in yourself <laughs> is raising your value to be able to acquire that from others, yes.
0: right? And when you feel that fear, like that's, that's you're you calling. That's your job now to to chase that down and get uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. This I am great. feeling
1: so blessed yeah. right yeah. now. Ready
0: always yeah. <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> so we love and appreciate you guys so much. They gave you homework. My homework is to go tell five people that you love them and hug them and tell them that you are so happy that they're in your life. So I
0: love you. Perfect, thank you.